0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday, June the 10th, 2023. It is currently 9.04 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, and the minute... The minute I pressed the big red go live button here on my software, as soon as I pressed go live, I knew that I had made a mistake. And here's the reason why. Earlier today, we were having a very important conversation about kind of a a new church growth strategy, right? A new church growth movement. And it was a very, very important conversation, a very important discussion. And in the middle of that discussion, all of a sudden, I start getting a notification, a FaceTime call notification, that, that ringing. If you have an Apple device, what it sounds like when someone's trying to FaceTime you. I was getting that because I, you know, I broadcast live using a MacBook Pro and I was like, Oh, it messed up the whole recording. So I just, I have 20 minutes ago, I was sitting here going, I know what I need to do. I need to go find that notification a setting, and I need to turn off the setting, uh, for notifications on the MacBook Pro for any FaceTimes, for any, for anything, so that it will not mess up a live broadcast. I have it ter- uh, turned off on my iPad sitting here next to me, so that, you know, if, if someone calls, I'll see it pop up on the screen, but it won't, it won't mess anything up. But guess what I forgot to do? I completely forgot to turn off the, the setting. I I completely forgot. So hopefully nothing will happen this evening to mess up because we're going to have another very important conversation. All right. The one earlier today got messed up. I I a lot of you told me to post it. I think a few of you told me to delete it, but I think the majority said, just go ahead and post it. It's not too bad. So I, I went ahead and posted it. Hopefully... Hopefully, it's okay. We will return to that discussion. But as many of you know, if you use the Church One app or the Sermons 2.0 app and you look up our content, you'll notice that we have, obviously, everything broken down into different series. And one of the series we have is Eye on Christianity. And any... Anytime I'm covering any story about what's going on in the world of Christianity, that's where I post those episodes. Right, eye on Christianity. I'm keeping my eye on the world of Christianity, and we discuss it. We may ha- we may agree, we may disagree, but we, we're we're always trying to figure out where is Christianity headed. Right, I'm always talking about that. Right. We can look at where Christianity has been. That's church history, right? We look at where uh, Christianity has been. That's the study of church history. We are constantly trying to figure out where Christianity is today. You could just call that news commentary, right? That's church history. And then we just look at where Christianity is today. We observe, we, we discuss, we analyze, we critique. And, but we do that in order to look to where Christianity is going and that's more predictive. We're not, we're not, cl- I'm not claiming to be a prophet or God is telling me or anything like that. Just based off where the church has been and where the church is, we try to determine where the church is going, right? And sometimes you can look at where the church is headed by looking at what's going on in the world of certain very large denominations. I think we would agree. The Southern Baptist is a very large denomination. The Southern ba- the Southern Baptist Convention it makes up a, a lot of churches, and there are a lot of people who claim to be Southern Baptist. I mean, you look up the numbers for yourself, and you tell me how, you know, I think that's something significant to keep our eye out on. So, So we're going to talk about the Southern Baptist, but we're going to do it in an interesting way, right? Instead of maybe looking at what the Christian world is saying about the Southern Baptist, Well, this morning I woke up and one of the podcasts I subscribe to is Up First by NPR. And guess what? 17 minutes into their broadcast, they start talking about the Southern Baptist. Why is NPR talking about the Southern Baptist? Well, let's listen. Let's analyze. Let's critique. And let's try to figure out not only where Christianity is, but where it is going. Sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. Here we go. The Southern Baptist Convention, which is America's largest Protestant denomination, is wrestling with disputes over... Do you hear that? The largest Protestant denomination. The Southern Baptist is the largest uh the largest protestant denomination and oh listen they're wrestling with a number of disputes oh we've got we got problems right here in river city okay oh wait does does anybody know that reference does anybody does anybody know that reference? It's worth fifty points. Okay, well, nobody. All right, well, all right. So the Southern Baptists, there's trouble in the Southern Baptist Convention. How serious is that trouble? What are these disputes going to lead to? Could a possible split happen? Now, every time the Southern Baptists get ready to meet, there's always discussions about a possible schism, a split. Well, let's see what how the how NPR is covering this for women serving as pastors, and the fallout from sexual abuse within its own ranks. Stop right here. Stop right here. Now, this is very, very important, and I'm going to tick off a lot of people here. I keep seeing – now, I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad, all right? But I'm just going to get really, really, really blunt here. Okay, so the Southern Baptists are fighting over women being pastors, right? Can they? Can they not? Churches who have women as pastors, they need to be thrown out of the Southern Baptist Convention. Rick Warren's trying to get back in because his church was removed from the Southern Baptist Convention because of women pastors. Okay, I don't know how big of split that is or how big an issue that will become in the Southern Baptist. I would think the majority of Southern Baptist churches are opposed to women being pastors, but maybe I'm not perceiving it correctly So I I don't know how many would make up a group that would say, no, we're all leaving because we want women to be pastors. I don't know. But I do know this. While there is a lot of attention on women being pastors, I don't feel like over and over again, enough attention is given to the sexual abuse that has occurred within the Southern Baptist Convention. We're talking criminal activity, sexual abuse. You know what Christians always say? It's about the children. We have to protect the children, right? Isn't that why Christians are up in arms and want to boycott Target and boycott death? Because we want to protect the children. We want to protect the children. Well, it would be interesting to know how many children have been sexually abused What's the estimate, estimated number of children who've been abused inside churches by clergy members? Just if we took the total, how many children, estimate, have been abused sexually by the clergy, by pastors, by youth pastors? What is the, do we even have an estimated number? Does anybody want to look that up? I don't know if anyone's listening live. Does anyone want to do some quick Google searches and see what you can find? the estimated number of children who've been abuse, sexually abused inside the church or by church, uh, cl- you know, by clergy, by pastors, by youth pastors, by priests, whatever, because I keep, I keep hearing, we've got to get books taken out of libraries because we've got to protect the children. We've got to get things removed from Target because we've got to protect the children. We got to boycott Disney because we have to protect the children. Okay. We got to get drag shows eliminated because we have to protect the children. But where's all the outrage about children being sexually abused inside the church? What are the estimated numbers? Anybody know? Does anybody? Now, the reason I'm asking the question is because I would think many Christians who are yelling and screaming about all of protecting the children probably have no clue even what the estimated numbers are. But I want you to look them up. I want you to look them up. I'm not even going to tell you. Me and my daughter was having this conversation, I think, yesterday, and she was citing some numbers, and I was like, that's absolutely startling. That's absolutely horrific. That's like... That's where the the focus should be. Like, because someone could argue, protect the children, boycott church. Okay. Some people could be, some people could say, protect the children, boycott Christianity. Okay. Some people could say, the Bible, what, what is in common with all of these abusers? They read and study the Bible. The Bible is a book that grooms pedophiles. Remove the Bible from the culture. Like, the same argument could be flipped around. So I want you not to listen Listen to me. I just want you to do a Google search on your own and just see what's the estimated number of children in the United States of America who've been abused by someone associated with Christianity or, or a pastor or clergy, someone associated with the church, just general, the church. Now, Southern Baptists have had their own sexual assault scandal. Independent Fundamental Baptists, there was a time they were being investigated. We know the Catholic one. If you ever look up the Roy's report, I don't, think a, I don't think a week goes by with another story, without another story of ho- horrible things happening in the name of Christ inside churches where people are being sexually abused. I'm not going to look at it. I want to look it up right now and give you some numbers, but I'm, I'm not. I was going to see if anybody was going to post anything in the chat, but that's okay. You, you don't have to, but look it up for yourself. Email it to me. I would just like to see what, I want to see if there's like a consistency in what people find, like if the numbers are even remotely close to the same. But I want people to look it up for themselves, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. And I just want you to simply ask, where is all your Christian people that you know, where is all of their outrage about the children? Protect the children. Because I, I keep I mean I keep hearing this rhetoric, right? Pedophiles. They're grooming our children. They're coming for our children. Well, children are being sexually assaulted in the church. So I just want you to know someone could flip it around and like, no no no, you guys are coming for our children. You guys it's the Bible that creates pedophiles. It's Christianity. Someone could flip it around. Now, I know what uh, Christian, no, no, anyone who does that's not really a Christian. No, no. So, well, then we'll start throwing people out of the kingdom of God. I know it it goes on and on and on, but I'm not going to get into every angle of this discussion, but I want you to just see that. I know that's not, but I mean, the Southern Baptists are dealing with the fallout of a sexual abuse uh, inside the church and all of the fallout from that. But if you listen, if you just kind of start looking at a general kind of get a general vibe of where the focus is right now the focus is we cannot have women pastors now by all means I think we have to take a biblical theological stand on that but I would hope that the same level of passion and zeal would deal with the abuse of anyone in the church sexually. I think that's I think that's fair maybe?
1: Baptist leaders are gathering in New Orleans this weekend, and all of that is expected to dominate the conversation, even as they elect their next president. NPR religion correspondent Jason DeRose will be monitoring the meeting, and he joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. So let's start with women pastors. What's driving that issue?
2: Well, earlier this year, the Southern Baptist Convention expelled several congregations in which women serve as pastors. Now, the denomination has a strict rule. Women cannot be senior or lead pastors, and that's because they believe that the Bible prohibits women from teaching men and having authority over them. And a few of the churches expelled do have senior pastors who are women in violation of church rules. And at least one of those congregations is appealing its removal, and that appeal is being considered during the meeting.
0: Now, let me jump in here. If you're a church and you're part of a denomination and you're like, hey, guys, after careful study of the scriptures, I have determined that I believe women can be ordained to pastors. This will put us in conflict with the rules of the Southern Baptist Convention. We are a Southern Baptist Convention church. So we need to make a decision. We change our view on women being pastors. How many in this church believe that we have changed? You know that, that or this this is the direction we're going to go. So we're gonna to have to, I, you know, there's lots of different ways you could word, word it. But what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that they then just need to step come forward and say we're we are withdrawing ourselves from the Southern Baptist Convention because we are no longer in agreement with your doctrinal statement. I don't get why churches violate the rules and then still want to remain within the denomination. Just say, hey, you got your rules. We no longer agree with those rules. We're out. It's like our sermons are posted on the Sermon Audio platform, right? Church One app is built and maintained by Sermon Audio. And to have your sermons on that, you have to agree to their statement of faith. If I look at their statement of faith one day and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know. I don't agree with that anymore. I you know, I, I, I'm going to promote charismatic theology or I'm going to promote what are the different things that they say you can't promote or, or I disagree with one of their major theological points. Then would it be, I, I would have to, uh, the, basically it's based on each sermon. So then any message or sermon that I would, would get ready to record that would go against their policy, I would have to, I would, I would just not be told. I would voluntarily volunteer i would i would on my own i would volunteer myself to say okay i'm not going to post that on their platform because i know it goes against their policy it's that simple like if just you just i mean why i don't like we're gonna break the rules to make a point why you you're still a church just you just you just no longer a part of the southern baptist convention so, but I, you see that so many times within Christianity. Who our denomination's doing this. We're going to show them. We're going to go against their rules. What, what, what? Just, just remove yourself from the denomination and the convention. I, I, I don't understand that. Like, we're going to prove a point. Uh, well, just, just minister to people, right? And then preach what you believe to be biblical. But, why Why create – but it just – it creates these schisms and fights and – but all right, you, you may have a different – I just – look, if you're a part of the group and the group has rules and, and and a statement of faith that you find yourself in conflict with, then you just voluntarily remove yourself from said group. But we always want to try to change the group. We always want to fight. We're gonna we're gonna reform the group. Well, you, typically, all it causes is splits. I mean, just look at historically. When if you're in a church and you're like, "I'm done with this church. Uh, their their theology is wrong," but I'm gonna stay and fight. What all you typically try to do then is to do what? end up splitting the church. Like, I, I, I don't always understand that mentality. I got no problem leaving and speaking against it going, we believe that doctrinal statement is wrong. We believe they are wrong. And here's our reason why, but just leave. But, oh, but okay. All right, but let's continue.
1: So what about women who are pastors, but not the head of the congregation? Like, is that allowed?
2: Well, a number of Southern Baptist congregations, in fact, employ women who perform all sorts of ministry, but they're not senior pastors. For instance, they could be the education pastor who oversees Sunday school. Lots of women in that position. They may teach boys and girls and other women, but they may not teach men. And those congregations say that this work is all done under the leadership and authority of a senior male pastor. So they argue it's permissible. That's the situation at a well-known church, Saddleback Church, in Southern California. That megachurch has a woman who serves as a teaching pastor. And it was also expelled from the Southern Baptist Convention earlier this year, and it's also appealing that decision.
1: There's also the issue um, of sexual abuse uh, that has been uncovered in the Southern Baptist Convention. What's the latest on how it's being addressed?
2: Well, you'll remember that last year, the church's sexual abuse task force released a very strongly worded report that detailed how Southern Baptists had mishandled sex abuse claims and mistreated victims. Now, during this meeting, the church will hear a report
0: about what it's done since then. Please note, mishandled and mistreated victims of sexual assault. While we run around screaming, they're coming for us. They're going to destroy. Sometimes the church, instead of judging those that are without, maybe we judge those that are within. In fact, maybe we start judging those we see when we look in the mirror. Just a thought, just a thought, just a thought. But I have seen a lot of this kind of play out on different parts of the internet where Christians are yelling and screaming, calling people pedophiles and and this, and they're coming for the children and we got to take a stand. And a lot of people in the world will be like, what about all the children being abused inside a church? What about all the sexual assault victims inside churches? What and Christians don't seem to have a good response to that other than, go away, you pedophile. Go, to w- go away, you homosexual. Just like, you know, just all they can do is just yell and scream instead of going, you know what? You're right. We have failed in many ways when it comes to victims of sexual assault inside the Christian church. We have. We have done not enough to protect. We definitely have a problem. We have to acknowledge that. Like, like I don't know why it would not humble us. Because to me, that's humiliating that the world is like you're yelling about Target where children are being sexually assaulted by pastors. If a pride display is supposedly grooming pedophiles or whatever craziness Christians like to scream, well, if you look at how many children have been sexually assaulted inside churches, again, someone could then make an argument, Christianity and the Bible creates pedophiles. I mean, like, it's just a, if you're going to use a certain way of of arguing, someone typically can flip that way of arguing right back on you.
2: It's developing a database of abusive clergy. So if a congregation wants to hire someone, it would be able to see if there were allegations of misconduct elsewhere. The task force is also creating a toolkit for how to handle abuse, say, how best to report it to the civil authorities, how to conduct an internal investigation, how best to care for the victims. And keep in mind, Aisha, that parts of this church are under investigation by the U.S. Justice Department because of the way it handled earlier sexual misconduct. And all of this is happening at the same time as an election to decide the next president of the Southern Baptist Convention. The incumbent is facing a challenger for the office.
1: So, Jason, given all of this, are Southern Baptists as influential as they once were?
2: Well, there is a demographic answer to that question. Southern Baptists are losing members. A recent study shows about half a million fewer members between 2021 and 2022. And it's lost 3 million members since the year 2006. It's still the largest Protestant denomination in the country, with just over 13 million people, but smaller than it used to be. However, the conservative beliefs and values of Southern Baptists still make up a huge part of the Republican political agenda, such as opposition to abortion and LGBTQ rights. So it's still influential.
1: And, and, you know, uh, talking about these issues, of course, makes me think about a very prominent Southern Baptist minister, Pat Robertson. He died on Thursday.
2: Well, Pat Robertson was arguably among the more influential people in America.
0: I, what I don't know, if Pat Robertson was a Southern Baptist, then there should be no reason of expelling Rick Warren's church, even if he ordained 50 women, okay? Because Pat Robertson, oh my goodness gracious, do we need to go into his theological background So did, was Pat Robertson a Southern Baptist all the way to the end? I would, have to, I would have to verify that. Like, there's no way Pat Robertson stayed a Southern Baptist his whole life. There's no way. His theology was... And it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? I mean, okay, so I, I don't know. Maybe he was a Southern Baptist. I'd have to do a little bit of, not like I followed Pat Robertson because I was a very young Christian. I think the first time I saw the 700 Club, something with Pat Robertson, and I was kind of like, I don't know what that is, but that's not the Christianity. I don't know what that is. So I'd have to see how he was associated with a Southern Baptist.
2: American public life over the last 50 years He founded the Christian Broadcasting Network. He hosted the 700 Club TV show for decades, from 1966 to 2021. He founded a conservative Christian university, ran for president, and steered conservative evangelical Christians more deeply into politics over those years. And that conservative religious presence in public life is something we'll continue to see play out heading into the 2024 presidential election.
1: That's NPR's Jason DeRose. Thank you so much for joining
0: us. You're welcome. And that, again, it's the politics. It's the politics. Once again, following what we talked about earlier today, it's the it's the political hijacking of American Christianity. It continues. So we will keep an eye out on what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention. And, uh, you know, if, if there's something of, of great significance, I'll try. I It's like... I will try to report it. It's not like something I'm going to dedicate myself to. I'm not a Southern Baptist, you know, but I will definitely, if something big happens or if you see of any news coming out of the Southern Baptist Convention that you think we need to talk about, then by all means, let me know. But I would, from that report, what I would just, I just just find it interesting. While so many Christians right now are yelling and screaming about protected children the Southern Baptists have had their issues with mishandling sexual assault and mistreating the victims. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to start protecting children and women, we may want to start inside the church, right? Again, I look, I just believe this is just the general principle. Christians should be, I, I, I always say, and I, and I, and I kind of paraphrase and and I, I give, I, I quote it different ways, but my general way of defining humility is where it's almost the impossible task of being much more aware and broken over your own sin than you are concerned about the sin of anyone else. And too many times I believe the American church doesn't show that brokenness humility over our sin, all we seem to do is want to call people names and get involved in everyone else's business and condemn them. We need humility on our own part. And that starts with me. Forget the Southern Baptist Convention. That starts with me. Am I more broken and aware of my own sin or am I more worried about what someone else is doing? And I think all Christians we need we need to take that mentality. It's an overwhelming sense of of our own failure, our own weakness, our own depravity, our own lust, our own greed, our own selfishness. And 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 we deal with that. I'm not saying we ignore sin anywhere else, but I'm saying we have to be first and foremost see ourselves. And I think for Christianity to yell and scream about what everyone else is doing, you know, we have to look inside the church and look at our own problem. When we talk about the sanctity of marriage, we have to look at how Christians have handled marriage. When we talk about like just so many issues, when we talk about protecting children, we have to talk about all the children that have been sexually assaulted in the church. Like we can just go on and on and on and on. We uh, we are guilty over and over and over again. So there you have it. If you keep up with what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention, I know we have at least a couple of listeners who are Southern Baptist. And if you're if your pastor or your church is sending people to the convent to this meeting and if they're gonna be there, like give me I like I like first hand reports. Uh let me know what's going on and I, I will try to keep up with it. Um yeah. Uh, I I almost forgot that it was even happening. So uh, thanks to NPR that they let me know, and um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, if you say, do you have any predictions? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just seems right now the issue that the, the sexual assault, it's almost like people have kind of like, yeah, whatever, and moved on. Um, and it's now women pastors. It's women pastors. Remember, it was what, a year ago, two years ago? It was critical race theory, critical race theory. The Southern Baptist was all up and our Critical race theory is going to destroy us. Okay. And, and then, then ever, that, that boogeyman, everyone's kind of forgotten about that when they moved on. And, you know, now it's, I guess, women pastors. Now, again, I I do believe in taking a stand for theological issues. I'm not downplaying that. But it's just, there's always, you know, the thing that's going to destroy us. And then we move on to the next thing that's going to destroy us. All right. Email me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I hope you're having a good Saturday evening if you're listening live. If you're not listening live, I hope you're having a good whatever, whenever it is. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go figure out what I'm doing the rest of the evening. God bless.